Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janewski, also known as Victor Crumb. And you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. Paging Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Couldn't wait to give you what you want. H-Pot told you that the best is yet to come. Got you shook and now he's got your wand. He oh just God. couldn't oh, nice. wait to uh, take your wand, H-Pot. I guarantee H-Pot. no one will know what song that is. Oh, come on. <laughs> I absolutely guarantee. Like, there's you no know. way anyone remembers Jay West except for Riordan. Dude, Jay West <laughs> ruled. Dude, Jay West went in. <laughs> he ruled the world for a very, very brief period. Remember, even in that song, he has a line, um, and I'm the most noted Australian since Steve Irwin, which like huge call. I don't know if he was. Wow. <laughs> I don't think he Not was. Likely. Is he Australia's best rapper? I don't know if I ever knew he was Australian, to be honest. Yeah, there was that phase in like the early 2000s where any black person in Australia was just made to be a rapper, like despite not being like <laughs> gangster at all, like Selwyn and Jay West. Selwyn. <laughs> yeah. We've discussed Selwyn on this I pod. I can't believe that we've discussed <laughs> Selwyn before in this pod, but we absolutely have. Because it was an era of music where every single pop song needed to have some sort of rap break. <laughs> and then obviously like... <laughs> Dude, that's so, so true. true. <laughs> like every-, every song just totally... It was totally um, out of the blue as well. Like it never actually worked with the song. <laughs> yeah. And it would just they'd just break down and then just be like about only like eight bars of rap and then it would just straight back into the pop song. And we obviously didn't have um, great access to rappers in Australia, so I think they just like any record producer just saw any black guy on the street and was like, "Dude, could you rap?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, "Dude, you're a rapper now. Sing on this pop they're song." Like, you got to be better Malboy. than Hilltop Hoods. Come on, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how bad the hip hop scene in this country was for so long. Was that hip hop hoods are like deities in this country? They're like they <laughs> called arias and like they're in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I would yeah. love to, if you are an American listener or English, or if you're not from Australia, look up Hilltop Hoods and just write us back uh, what you thought of them because they're mm, terrible. They're honestly the best of that group as well, though. Like, there's that Bliss and Esso. Oh, yeah, the cream rose to the top, Andrew. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're legends of Australian music for a reason. Real, real trash. Hey, actually, just speaking of um, bad rap music, I know that this is totally out of the blue, but I sent you guys that picture the other day. Did you guys remember when Macklemore dressed up as a problematic Jew? Dude, no, no but that one blindsided me. I have to say, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, one of my friends on the sent it to me today. quite confronting. <laughs> I, thought it was like, I thought it was like The Onion or something, but it was actually real. And it was Macklemore... I, didn't, I honestly didn't... I don't even know what the context was, but he was just dressed up with, like, a massive hook nose and, like, a... I think he had, like, a, one of those hats that the Hasidic Jews wear. I don't know. Um, very problematic. And then when he got called out on it, he was like, I had no idea that this would offend anyone. <laughs> I thought you <laughs> loved your funny no- noses. I thought historically there's never been any issue <laughs> making light of <laughs> Jewish noses. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'd kill for someone to describe my nose as being hook-like. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. Well, we've said it before on the show, um, Thrift Shop and Nasty when celebrating the music <laughs> of Macklemore, but I think no more. Mackle no more. Mackle no more. <laughs> Mackle no He's more. no longer a deity in our eyes. Remember oh, when no. he played at the um, at the NRL Grand Final? It yes. was like this big moment because because he played that um, same, same love. love song. Which reading what's the what's the opening line to that song again? It's like um, it's an astonishing lyric. It's like um, uh, when I was three, I thought that I was dr- gay because I could draw. <laughs> when I was Dude, that's so brave So brave <laughs> Macklemore's one of the bravest artists <laughs> That lo- Like what Who was telling him that like Oh dude are you using a crayon That's so gay Like that's the gayest dude, Are I you know. tidying your Are you putting your toys back That is so gay Oh my god <laughs> It's very Rowling-esque Don't you reckon Like Macklemore's approach Where he's like Trying to kind of signal That he's He's, uh, he's woke And that he's, he's He's on board with everything But he somehow Offends mm. everyone still Such a backfire such a backfire, but what a what a what an embarrassment for our country that Macklemore coming out and singing that song at the NRL Grand Final was a pivotal moment in our history, <laughs> in our cultural history. What a fucking shame! What on our country. And that wasn't that long ago. That really wasn't that long ago. That's in the last what four years, four or five years. Yeah, <laughs> we are the Mental. most like honestly. I've each country sort of has their flaws. Like America is a completely broken, borderline evil country. Like British, yeah, they've got their flaws, British yeah. people are incredibly uncool and lame, but we are just the single most embarrassing country in the world. Like honestly, dude, hundred percent. To to we're pick- a whole country of uncles, <laughs> just like fucked uncles. A, there's no. Can you name a single cool Australian celebrity? Fuck, no, nah. <laughs> dude. There's not one. There's not one Australian celebrity. Maybe Chris Hemsworth. Like he's the yeah. Closest. That, that was yeah. the only person I thought of. But he's not cool though, he's is really he? Like cool he tries though. to do. He's like kind of lame. He's just hot. Yeah, exactly. You're only allowed to be hot as an Australian. Like Australians can be hot, but they have to be dumb as well. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like you have you, to be a hot, like surfy, like kind of like that kind of hot. That's allowed. Yeah, like <laughs> more on. Be equally um, unintelligent if you're going to be that hot. And Hugh Jackman's just like a musical theatre gimp. He's just like he could be so oh, he's cool, not cool, and he just like prances around doing like musical theatre. It's like, no, what are you <laughs> doing? Musical theatre gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that come to mind, like in terms of Australians that I guess have, you know, that are cool. I guess Dave Hughes obviously comes to mind. <laughs> he's one of our great exports. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to the pod. This is uh, Pedro and Mr. Potter podcast where we talk about Harry Potter every week. We do hey, a page. This Yo. is hosted by three of the coolest Australians I know. <laughs> so I'm talking Andrew. I'm talking Rin. I'm talking myself. Maybe the Dude. coolest of them all. And you might actually be right. And I think we're all pathetic, but we might still be three <laughs> of the coolest Australians. And the pod comes with a bit of a warning this week because Reardon's back in Sydney. He was back over the weekend and we went out on Saturday night for many, many beers. Mm. And um, everyone's just looking like absolute garbage today. So it's going to be a real struggle. Yeah, brother, I, I reckon I look uh, better than I feel right now. And and, and this was like two and nights ago. for the ago, listeners at home, this guy night. looks like dog shit. Believe <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Can confirm. 
That's what happens when you go out and you paint the town red <laughs> as the three <laughs> potophiles that we are did on Saturday night. I just remembered um, we were at the pub on Saturday and kind of late in the night, um, the Venga Boys came on and it was that boom, boom, boom song. And yeah. I remember like turning to one of you and being like, bro, I've got, I've got the song for this week's pod. We could be like, broom, 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 broom. <laughs> Dude, that's right. I'm going to sweep my room. <laughs> Dude, I'd forgotten that, but you did definitely say that. So I will. Anyway. We can, we'll apologize for the quality of this podcast and probably the length because I think we all just want to go back to bed. But I will not yeah. and I will not ever apologize for party rocking. You never have and you never will. <laughs> Speaking of party rocking, do you guys remember, this might have been the coolest thing that actually ever happened in Australia when someone at Manly glassed red food? Okay, that person <laughs> is the coolest person yeah, in Australia. Definitely. And we don't condone violence on this pod except against red food. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> imagine glassing red food. That is the Australian dream. I mean, That's awesome. people used to say that that egg boy was heroic for like throwing an <laughs> egg at fucking... What's his name again? Fraser Anning. Fraser Anning. But I mean... The red food glass guy, <laughs> glass boy. That's a whole nother level boy. of cool. <laughs> that's what it's like to. That, but that's that's one of our greatest exports, I think. Is like when people come over here and they don't feel like they've seen the true Sydney until they've been coward glassed in a pub. <laughs> I had to explain um, to some American friends once what glassing was because it obviously people don't do it enough over there that it's become like a verb. And I was like, you know, glassing when you hit someone with a glass on the head. Like, we don't have a word for that. <laughs> we don't do it enough to warrant having a word for it. I was like, oh, right. I suppose they've got guns over there. Like, I probably wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't glass someone here either, but I definitely wouldn't glass someone in America because you might just get shot in the head. <laughs> it's a yeah, good point, true. actually. But we do get very violent in Australia. I remember, like, were you guys there... Is this interesting to anyone? I don't know. But at a 21st, so this is probably, oh, geez, eight or nine years ago now, we were just leaving a pub and one of our friends, somebody picked up a fucking bar stool, like one of those really heavy bar stools, and just smashed him across the head and split his ear in half. Fucking hell, like WWE style. Just like- yeah, like just got up and cracked him across the head. Fucking hell. He had to go to hospital. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, what about how like the New South Wales government- Sort of used examples like that to shut down the entire Sydney nightlife. We all had to go to bed at midnight, um, and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. they turned the party district into apartments. Well, and let's not forget that you know conspicuously left out from the entire lockout was um, the casino, which was <laughs> right in the middle of the fucking area, which was being shut down. But apparently, as long as you're pissing money away, you're allowed to get smashed and to hit each other with glasses. <laughs> well. Of course, this is the Harry Potter podcast, Paging Mr. Potter. Um, we're just running through the brief uh, history of... History uh, of violence. Club violence <laughs> in the city of Sydney. But maybe as a nice sort of after-dinner mint, we could go through page 98 of Paging Mr. Potter. What do we think? That would freshen my breath well. What a, what a palate cleanser. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, oh, I think like as I've lost steam already... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the worst podcast Just can I stay right from the start um, Whichever potophile writes in With the worst sentence that one of us says on this pod Will win 100 house points So Reed, and I think you've taken an early lead with What did you say? That will f freshen my breath or something Well, well. <laughs> But write in with our most inane comment of the week um, Do we have Before we uh, get onto the page 
We've had a lot of correspondence actually over the last week um, about the Spotify wrapped. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people writing in with, you know, I don't, I don't use uh, Spotify for podcasts, but apparently if you do, you get something in there which says, oh, this is the podcast you listened to the most this year. And there was one thing which said, uh, one day this year you listened to X, the, this podcast X number of times. Like you listened to Joe Rogan 12 times or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. And we had people writing in with like, you listened to Paging Mr. Potter seven times today or um, 10 times today. And I think the record was somebody listened to 12 episodes of Paging Mr. Potter in one day. I mean, and that's just the best that we saw. If you beat that, you got to send it in because um, those were really worrying numbers. I agree with you, but... Deeply concerning. <laughs> and while we're on the subject, um, a lot of that came through on the Instagram. So thank you for following us. Um, if you're not already, please give us a follow on the Instagram. But there's a bit of a mystery unfolding on Instagram as well. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. I don't quite know what to make of it. But let me just give you the brief rundown. So, like, maybe, what, six months ago or something, we played a game on the pod called Peter Pettahu, where I'd try to find, like, the most obscure characters I could from Harry Potter and also made some up. And the game was yet to guess which are real and which are fake. And one of the names from that game was Sponkus Reevesby, which we thought was kind of funny. <laughs> Hilarious. I mean, all the long-time Potterfars will remember Sponkus oh, Reevesby. Yeah. Um, and I actually just remembered today, um, I looked it up, episode 66, we talked about real-life wizard Oberon Ravenheart, mm-hmm. and we emailed him, and I remember I used the pseudonym Sponkus Reevesby. Oh, okay, so you have been mentioned so been a couple mentioned times. twice since. in 98 episodes of the pod. Wow. Well, wouldn't you know, the other day we get a notification on our phones and it said, Sponkus Reevesby has added you on Instagram. Yeah. Now, what the <laughs> fuck is that all about? <laughs> somebody knows Somebody knows something about this. Somebody with intimate knowledge of the pod has set up what I can only describe as a fucking cracked... Um, sort of memes page And it's quite funny as well But we just have no idea who it is So, I mean, guys Raise your hands and swear on Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone right now That it's not the two of you I promise you no, I it's swear 100% on the Sorcerer's Stone it's not. <laughs> it's not we, we barely have enough like um, Willpower to maintain The one page that we have We post that very regularly <laughs> Let alone to start a second Even one. Even this pod itself is quite annoying. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be bothering doing that. <laughs> Even when I was trying to explain what was happening with, like, screenshots and in our little group chat, Ridden was like, what the fuck is this? Like, Ridden <laughs> genuinely had no, no idea. I still don't really get it. And whoever it is, they've, they're, they're taking photos of us <laughs> from our Instagram accounts because we followed them, then they followed back, and now they have access to all of our photos. They're taking photos of our faces and photoshopping them onto memes and stuff, which I don't even understand. And to be fair, Reed, and I blame you because you're the one who fucking like 12 months ago started photoshopping our fans' faces onto That's random true. Harry Potter it's payback pages. time. It's terrifying. Anyway. Now, now the shoe's on the other foot. I can see why people wouldn't have liked what I did because I don't like seeing my head um, on <laughs> someone so else's. Confronting. But especially, it's so confronting. It does feel a little bit like you've been violated. So if anyone's yep. got any information on who might be running it, you got to hit us up. And to the fucking 
serial podophile who's behind it all. We will find you. Um, <laughs> and we will kill you. We will bring you to justice. Because <laughs> fake identity theft is a serious crime. Especially in the magical world. Well, very well said. I noticed that a lot of people that um, had listened to Paging Mr. Potter a lot during the year, you didn't repost it on your story. You just sent us screenshots <laughs> of it, almost as though you're deeply ashamed and you don't want anyone else <laughs> on your Instagram account to know. We all only got screenshots privately messaged to us. We never had a, any um, reposted But we literally, though. I reckon we had like 20 people send us in a personal message with that thing. And not a single person posted it publicly. <laughs> yeah, no. Not a single one. That thought, are, those are damning statistics. <laughs> it was supposed to be a badge of honour, wasn't it? The term potophile. <laughs> the obsession with Harry Potter. Like, fuck. When did this become uncool? <laughs> and we know cool, as we established <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of this three part. of the coolest dudes in the country. You got nothing to worry about, guys. <laughs> Okay, hello Potophiles, Nathan here. Um, I'm recording this several hours after we recorded the pod. Um, those of you who have listened to the pod before know that that sound you just heard means we encountered a major malfunction, which is where uh, there's a massive technical difficulty and the recording is fucked up. Um, well, this week it really was a major, major malfunction. Um, you might have noticed there's a bit of crackling throughout the episode on Rudin's mic. Sorry about that. Um, he's back in Sydney and he's got some new cracked setup like he always does. Um, so yes, the audio is particularly bad throughout the whole episode. But let me just uh, give you a taste of what was going on when I finally did uh, just pull the plug on the edit just now. This is Rudin in introducing the page. Right, right. Reluctantly, it is time to move on to page 98. Wow. Scary, scary stuff. Uh, so that persisted for quite a while. Um, I'm going to cut you back into our uh, recording um, when it seemed to clear up a little bit. Once again, apologies. There is that bit of crackling throughout. Um, but to bring you up to speed on our fascinating discussion of the page... Someone called Blaze Zabini gets put in Slytherin. Good on you, Blaze. And Harry thinks about eating a pumpkin pasty. Okay, let's uh, join back in with the PMP gang and see what these crazy guys are up to. Oh, and don't forget, if you can diagnose that technical difficulty and you know if you're a bit of an audiophile, um, write in, let us know what happened with Rudin's mic and you could be our WAV of the week. Okay, thanks guys. Enjoy the pod. Uh, so then old Dumby got to his feet. He was smiling widely at the students. Um, and he was just so happy to see them all there. Welcome to a new year at Hogwarts. Before we begin our banquet, I'd like to say a few words. And here they are. Nitwit, Blubber, Oddment, Tweak. Thank you. And sat, ba sat back down. What? That's fucking weird. That, is that a good gag? No. <laughs> say a few words. And then he just says some actual words. That's not funny. <laughs> That's nothing. I mean... Even even if it was funny, like surely his responsibility as a headmaster goes beyond cracking wise <laughs> and making a joke like <laughs> And he committed to the joke because I think he sat down. He sits straight back down and everybody clapped and cheered. <laughs> so they're not laughing, they're just cheering. They're che this is okay. his like this is the first time these like Harry and the and the new kids have ever come to the school. You're expecting this wise old man to give you, you know, this a, bit of, a little bit of insight. I mean, you're, you're suddenly at magic school. It's all pretty new. I'd like to hear a bit 
more from Dumbledore, maybe give them a bit of guidance. But instead, yeah, he just I makes mean, this shit joke. rooms in that school with like a three-headed dog that will kill you. There's yep, like, yep. you know, there's information. Shit. Yeah. But I think maybe what you guys are forgetting is that Dumbledore's an extremely wise old wizard. And I suspect that he's, you know, by making, by taking the mick out of, um, I guess, the the pomp and, you know, um, formalities of these kind of things, he's really laying the platform. He's saying to the students, this is not, you know, your average school. (laughs) This is not your your granny's magic school. Exactly right. This is not a competent or even worthwhile (laughs) endeavor. (laughs) <laughs> You're not going to learn anything here, kids. Uh, all right. He sat back down. Right, right. Is he a bit mad? He uh, Harry asked Percy. Mad, said Percy airily. He's a genius. Oh, yeah, because that's so obvious. Best wizard in the world. But he is a bit mad. Yes. And then he asks Harry if he wants any potatoes. Best wizard in the world. Best wizard in the world. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Harry's mouth fell open. Like, you wouldn't say that of a human no, being, would you? Person. You'd never be like, he's the best human in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make any- <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say. Um, Harry's mouth fell open. The dishes in front of him suddenly became um, sort of piled up with food. And so then just a magical feast just appeared in front of them. Roast beef, roast chicken, pork chops, lamb chops, sausages. Wow, a lot, not a lot of vegetarian options, I must say. Sausages, bacon, steak. Boiled potatoes, roast potatoes, fries, Yorkshire pudding, peas, carrots, gravy, ketchup, and for some reason, peppermint humbugs. Man, British food is so sort of stodgy and bleak, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. That, I mean, that all sounds quite nice. How does food work in the magical world? Like, do they can they just magic this food, or do they actually have to slaughter animals yeah, to create good all this question. food? So they like zap it onto the plate, and somewhere in the world, a cow dies or something <laughs> like. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I how guess does, so. How does agriculture work in, in the wizarding community? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Because you don't hear about any wizarding farmers. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So the, Durs- the Dursleys hadn't exactly starved Harry, but he'd never been able to eat as much as he liked. Um, Dudley had always taken anything that Harry really wanted, even if it made him sick. That does look good, said the ghost in the rough, sadly, watching Harry cut up his steak. Can't you? And then that's the end of page 98. Yay. So that's a quite interesting little tidbit of information there about the Dursleys having never exactly starved Harry. Um, but he says he'd never been allowed to eat as much as he liked, unlike Dur- unlike Dudley, sorry. <laughs> still, after 98 <laughs> pages, still mix up my Dursleys <laughs> and my Dudleys. But anyway... To me, that sounds like good parenting. I mean, you shouldn't be able to eat as much as you want because look at Dudley. He's a exactly. large chap. And I don't think it's I don't think it's child abuse, to be honest, to allow that kid to eat as much as he wants. Harry, on the other hand, good looking kid. <laughs> Portion control. Oh. It's the foundation it's of yeah, good like parenting. Him. That's right. You've got to teach kids discipline. Um, okay. That's the end of the page. Page 98. That means we are closing in on page 100 because next page is 99 and after that would be a page 100. It's funny that we're just going to breeze past it like with ease. Yeah. Like 100. We've done nearly 100 episodes of this podcast. That's like... It's not normal. And we're just like getting into it now. I know today's a bit of a slug because we're like a bit tired. But, like, we we could finish this book. 
<laughs> Honestly, could Dude, do no, we're 100% going to finish this book. There's no we way will. we're not finishing this book now. If we were going to stop, we would have stopped. Right? We'd have moved yeah. to Melbourne. And we had that whole thing where the letters were coming in every week. That was a fucking nightmare. Like, if we got through that, we're finishing it. And let's. I reckon have- we're going to start book two. <laughs> <laughs> when we finish it, when we finish it, can we just have a fucking enormous party? All potophiles yeah, from 100%. around the world come over and we'll just have a crazy Harry Potter party. I have to say, though, and don't take this the wrong way, listeners out there, but some of you scare me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this sponkers Reeves be We don't want to all of you. It's not all yeah. of you, but a couple of you. Well, sponkers Reeves be really. Oh, there's some real really bad terrifying. eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all awesome. But, um... Anyway, anyone that's not Sponkus, we love you a lot. We appreciate all of your correspondence. But Sponkus, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who you are, and you scare me. So just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but make sure you give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, sorry, on Instagram as well, because um, it's good shit. Oh yeah, yeah it's funny. It's, it's good quality funny. content. They're they're pay- you're funny but scary. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? Speaking of podophiles, I've got a little story. A friend of mine wrote in this week with a story. He uh. I think he kind of sometimes listen to, listens to the pod, um, but not, not religiously. Actually, he was mentioned a few weeks ago um, by dad in his review for Mad Eye Movies. He said that this person, Angus, looked a lot like Ron Weasley. So this is, this is who I'm talking about now. Okay, so anyway, my friend Angus, um, he was, he's plays cricket, right? And he was playing, and apparently one of the people in his team because he does look a little bit like Ron Weasley, have started, like, calling him Hogwarts, <laughs> I think, because he looks like Ron. I don't really get it. But apparently this guy, this, like, my friend described him as some dopey guy. Um, as, as Angus went into bat in the nets, he goes, show us some magic Hogwarts, right? Mm. He keeps calling him Hogwarts. Not that funny. And then, <clears throat> terrible line, but I have to say... Pretty embarrassing for Angus as well because he first ball hit this guy for six, <laughs> and then, and then said to him, "Oh no, how do you like my whomping willow?" <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, because he could throw the willow around. Yeah, the English Dude, he willow. Said, he goes, and I quote, "I reckon it made me understand some of the embarrassment you guys feel about doing a Harry Potter podcast." Yeah. I mean, you're a massive loser for those words coming out of your mouth, for sure. Especially oh, as a oh, he's ashamed by it. He's ashamed. Oh, you, he told you should me, be. you know, as sort of confession. Yeah. Oh, anyway, fuck. obviously, I didn't, I didn't um, protect his anonymity there, but um, <laughs> thanks for that, Gussie. In terms of like, um, in terms of Harry Potter cricket burns, I mean, that's probably as good as it gets. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It is a little bit like saying, "Yeah, bitch, I am Ron Weasley." And what about it, though? Like, <laughs> yeah, he owned it. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Now, I do have one thing planned for this week, and you might remember Thank last God. week I left you with a a griffic, which is a, a gripping hook. It works well, that one. I like it that. It actually does. Work kind well. of, except that most people won't understand what you mean when you say, I left you with a griffic. <laughs> yeah. No one would ever know what that means. <laughs> it was a hook from last week. I said we've, we've got another special investigation, a bit of journalism has <laughs> been done by us over the past couple of weeks. And here's mm. the results. Um, basically, I've been tracking a dark wizard for a number <coughs> of weeks. And I think I've got some pretty compelling evidence. Okay. Um, so it's time to present that to you now. 
So wow. strap in. Um, now, Reardon, you might not know this, but most Sydney ciders listening will remember a couple of weeks ago, um, a skywriter wrote Trump 2020 over uh-huh. Sydney. Why? Now, good question. It was obviously <coughs> just a, a huge waste of money. Like, it's stupid. Um, just an eyesore. Everyone this got- was after the election as well, by the way. Like, I mean, even if there was, I don't know, a few US expats in the country or whatever, there was nothing they could do about <laughs> the election. It was a really futile exercise. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. But you might also recall, it's not the first time someone's posted this, like, just divisive bullshit in Sydney's skyline. So, mm. in 2017, um, this was during the Women's March, someone wrote Trump... Another skywriter wrote Trump's so a real classy move. <laughs> uh, um, I, re- I do remember nice. that, actually. And maybe even more hilarious, um, during the same-sex marriage plebiscite, uh, someone wrote vote no, which is a real <laughs> side splitter. So just massive fucking vote no. <laughs> to, like, wow. Gay marriage. So um, they've got some form. And so but I was, what, can I just ask, though, like, what is the intention there? Like, what do they think the whole people that were, you know... Um, uh, fans of you know LGBT rights and wanted to get behind the cause. We're going to look up in the sky, see vote no, and go. Fuck! I never thought about that. Yeah, and maybe I do hate gay people. Point. The I mean, sky yeah. raises. I thought I um, <laughs> I thought I was supported you know sky. equality and shit, but I do like the sky. So <laughs> <laughs> if that's what the sky believes, um, you don't you don't want to anger the sky. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. If I have to choose between the sky and, you know, at-risk teens, I'm choosing the sky every day of the week, my friends. So, but it is a little bit weird, right? So, we keep getting these, like, strange, like, political messages. um, And it turns out that there's only one company called Skywriting Australia who does the whole of the East Coast. And there's one pilot. Let's call him Ron for now, because who knows how uh, defamatory this might get. Um, <laughs> but another little bit of context. So um, the Yes campaign during the, the plebiscite got in touch, and they, they um, like got in touch with Skywriting Australia, and they started a GoFundMe, and they raised enough money um, to get them to write vote yes, like just, you know, that's only fair, get a bit of balance happening. Um, and reportedly, this is according to, um, it was reported on Broadsheet and also on the Vote Yes GoFundMe. So, <laughs> reportedly, um, this is what they said uh, the response was. Since publishing the GoFundMe page, the campaign reached its fundraising goal ahead of target. However, um, they've had a setback. The only skywriting pilot on the East Coast has refused to write um, yes in the sky The company we're in contact with Were open to the idea But told us the pilot refused And wouldn't do it This is quote Wouldn't do it for 50 grand Let alone 4,000 Which is what it costs What? Wow Which is cra- so brazen but So I mean it does check out though Because it, al- it always does tend to be uh, Quite right wing messages Obviously in the sky so it does kind of check out because if you think about it, the guy that's writing Trump twenty twenty, if it is just literally one pilot, I mean, any sensible person would refuse to do that job. Exactly, so he's obviously a mentalist. <laughs> but it does sort of beg the question: Is a dark wizard? A, is he a wizard? Of course, because <laughs> I mean that's the only <laughs> question I've seen that some I'm silly thinking. Shit in like the, <laughs> is it the fourth <laughs> movie at the? Quidditch World Cup oh, here we They go. write a big Fucking Death Eater Symbol in the sky 
It looked strikingly Same similar guy, right. to Trump Same 2020. Guy. So I can just picture, <laughs> you know, he gets up on his broom. He, he zooms up there. It's a magical way of communicating as well, writing in the sky. Definitely. Very I mean, whimsical. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. His Patronus is obviously conservative rhetoric. So <laughs> he gets up there. He casts his Patronus. And that's what comes out. Um, that was the theory, but obviously we need a little bit more proof than that. So I've been in contact. Um, I mean, that's almost enough for me. It's, it's, it's nearly <laughs> yeah, just I mean, to you, get it over the you, line, though. But yeah, if you've got a bit more evidence, why not? <laughs> well, I left an inquiry on the website. I thought the best way to like get to the bottom of whether he's just like a fuckwit or an actual duck wizard was um, to get in touch with an inquiry. And I wanted to find out if we could write Dobby over the Sydney skyline. <laughs> so wait, wait. Is it if he- <laughs> so wait, so, so what, what's, your, what's your working theory here? If he says yes, then he is a dark wizard, or if he says no, he's a dark wizard? Well, I'm thinking like Dobby, pretty uncontroversial character, but yep. obviously on the good side of the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. So why, why would you have a problem writing Dobby unless it goes against your... Political inclinations Sure Which sure, means yeah. you're probably sure, sure. a fucking dark wizard So I that did get in out. touch I said hi there Hoping to get some logistical slash pricing info For an upcoming project um, Would you be <laughs> available for a brief chat? And in the, in the website I, um, I specified that the um, message would be Dobby <laughs> Just Dobby <laughs> Just Dobby Just Dobby um, I followed him up a bunch of times um, I, I was really trying to get him on the phone, but the best I could do was through email. So I said, just following up an inquiry I left through your website. Also tried to call you, but it went to voicemail. Are you able to quote roughly how much it would cost to write Dobby over Sydney's Inner West this December? Um, I understand Ron is the best in the biz. Would he be available? We're very keen to get this project off the ground. Nice, nice, so nice, dude. Wow. And are looking to move forward quickly. <laughs> Now, it took a while, but eventually I did get a response, and this is the truly shocking part. (laughs) Okay, because all of this has shocked me, I'll be honest. (laughs) Well, strap in, Andrew, because this rocked me to my core. So, Ron replies, Hi, Nate. Oh, I didn't mention, I used a pseudonym again. Um, Nate Reevesby. <laughs> Nate reaves me. Very good. So I said, "Hi." Uh, he says, "Hi, Nate. Apologies for the delay in replying. My PA is away and she does the emails. However, we're unable to do Harry Potter stuff due to conflicts with major clients." Oh, Regards what? wow! So there, what? there you go. His who's his major clients? It's got to be either Voldemort. Voldemort. What? Yeah, Voldy. Or some high-ranking Death Eater. Absolutely. Dude. Because it's a blanket ban on anything Harry Potter related. Dude, you've blown the whole wow. fucking roof off this thing. What if? But what about Snape? Could you put like... Oh, no, Snape was good. What about like... Um, yeah, can we go back? I can't think of... Yeah, can you give do an evil one? Can you be like... Can we put Quirrell yeah, up Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he only said Harry Potter related, which is the good wizards. Yeah, yeah I ma- wish I'd... I wish I'd thought of that, but I was really just, you know, I thought we had our answer. So I was just of was very direct. I thought no okay. more trying to coax it out of him. Let's just put it just directly to Skywriting Australia. I said, Th- oh. thanks very much for the reply. Bit disappointing, but I understand. Brackets, <laughs> the client isn't Voldemort or something, is it? 
Now that yeah. that was a couple of weeks ago, and as you can imagine, um, the trail went cold, so I, I wasn't able <laughs> oh, no to, to get to a direct okay. response to that. But um, since you know our communications seem to end, I followed it up a couple of days ago just with a, a PS. Um, so oh, I good. said. P.S. I'm sure your client's not actually Voldemort, but just in case he is, be careful. He's one seriously bad egg. <laughs> and I said, many wizards who fell in with the Dark Lord have managed to turn their lives around. E.g. Snape, Mundungus, Blueba, etc. Couldn't think Blue-ba. of any examples. Who's Blueba? <laughs> I, I don't know. And then Blue-ba. I said, he is, he is some sources of assistance. So the first link is just the Pottermore website. And then the second link Helpful. just said www.begood.wizard. Um, take care, Nate. So Nate Reesby, yeah. Unfortunately, we weren't able to get the, uh, the admission. Um, but, hey, but the, writing's, the writing's on the wall, much like in the Chamber of the Secrets. And the sky, brother. And the sky. <laughs> It's on the wall, it's in the sky, and I think we've got this case pretty much sewn up. Oh, um, definitely. Hey, that's some actually great work from you, Nathan. <laughs> I <laughs> guess. The bar is so low. You must think so little of me. <laughs> yeah, that's offensive, but you think that's good, to be honest. <laughs> no, I think it's great, Nathan. Well done. I don't know how Incredible you got from work. that weird skywriter to Harry Potter. Like That would never occur to me to make that link, but that's what makes you such a brilliant forensic mind. Well, the thing is, and I think mental case. we've kind of like <laughs> robbed him of his last laugh now, though, because like, you know, the next time he posts some sort of right wing dogmatic message in the sky... People will just be like, oh, it's just a, it's a wizard. It's just yeah, a bit of a wizard. It's just a bit of a um, wizard. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's just a bit of a wizard, man. Duck Don't wizard. even worry about it. Water off yeah. a duck's back. Very interesting. Well, um, uh, thank you for bringing that to us. And um, it's a shame that we can't... Like, I, Obviously, you've chosen not to dox him live on the pod, but he sounds like a pretty bad guy. So, um, yeah, Not hard to find out. Who it is, though, given there is only one person in the whole country who does this shit. It's so, surprising they've got a whole monopoly over the sky. It's not right, is it? The sky's for everyone, man. You can't, like, totally. own the sky, man. And if you are going to, you have to at least present both sides of the argument. Exactly. Let us post Harry Potter shit. Let us draw Dobby. Let us draw Dobby. <laughs> hey, just... Can we- now that would pay a pretty penny for that. <laughs> can we quickly go back to his reasoning that... Mm. Um, he couldn't post Harry Potter stuff. Be post. He couldn't write Harry Potter stuff because it conflicted with other clients. What? Yeah, a major I client. I can't. Think. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, who's? Does that mean he's like, he's got some sort of rival Harry Potter client? Like who is like Lord of what the Rings or something like that? Every like, time who? he has a client, we all know about it. Don't we? Like he writes it in the sky. <laughs> we know about when he's doing work. <laughs> and who who of them have such strong objections to Harry Potter? Like which clients are saying, like I've got some exclusivity clause where you're like, all right, we'll give you money to like advertise for our product, but don't you dare write Dobby in the sky. But it does give credence to Nathan's theory that like, you know, maybe 
obviously he's got clients that we're not aware of. And if we're not aware of them, that means he's not doing that riding over Sydney's skyline. He must be doing it at things like the Quidditch World Cup where right. he's doing, <laughs> look, I don't remember, but riding hate speech over there, which means that his clients are obviously Death Eaters, Voldemort, etc. Yes, and he's not willing to just on a one-off piss off, you know, Voldemort, Lucius Malfoy, whatever the sure, case may sure, be, sure, sure, sure. on a one-off no. Dobby, you don't. Yeah, not worth what it. It's just yeah. basic e- economics. Economics. <laughs> That's economics. Well, one plenty of one. people have crossed the dark wizard and not lived to tell the tale. So I, I suspect it's a good move from um, Ron. Wouldn't it be funny if this um, one skywriting pilot is behind the Sponkest Reevesby Instagram account? Now that would surprise me. <laughs> that would, that be, would a be surprising. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> My money's on that's not the case <laughs> Only time will tell Not willing to rule it out Alright, uh, Orders of the Phoenix What do we think of the page? Page is fine it to was, be honest yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I feel like shit The page is okay Yeah uh, Out of 98, I guess uh, 20 Yep 20, yeah, yeah, good um, Why not? Title for the page <sighs> Harry Potter and the Harry and the Lucy in the sky with hatred. Oh wow! Lucy doesn't make sense. No, Harry, Harry Potter nothing. and the Lucius in the sky. Ah, yeah, there we go. And we've ding got ding it. ding! Lucius in the sky with diamonds. That's good, and it makes sense, which is the best part. Um, <laughs> oh, that makes almost too much sense. Um, word of the week. Oh, word of the week. Yeah. Um, three. Two, one. Nate. Oh, actually, one more thing before we wrap up. We did get a review this week. Five stars. Oh, wow. Uh, this is from Potiphar Scalbler. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's S-C-A-L-B-L-A. Scalbler. Sure. Um, and so for all the Potiphar's out there, we'd love it if you could go on iTunes and review us. Five stars. And if in your review you can mention what your Patronus is, we'll tell you. Um, how our Patronuses would beat it in a fight. <laughs> so, Potiphar Scal- Scalbler <laughs> has written in this week. Um, and the, the message is also quite touching. So, it's if you feel like you're overachieving in life, this is a perfect way to make yourself a bit more dumb. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> five stars. It's a five star. It's a podcast for overachievers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, in. Importantly, their Patronus is a blobfish. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. That's a you know real blobfish? fucking weird animal from the deep. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah, it's one of those deep sea fish <laughs> that looks like an old man's face, I think. Is that the one? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. hot. What'd you say? It's kind of hot. Mm. Not really. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> Really unattractive. <laughs> Um, okay, so how would a mule go against the blobfish? I think it's an easy win for the mule. I mean, that's just a kick and splatter job. But what if it's on the bottom of the ocean? Then the mule... Then that mule's drowning, baby. Yeah, the mule's in deep water. He's not where he'd rather be. And the blobfish could simply... I mean, what's the blobfish's main attack? Look how grumpy it looks. Yeah, so I'm just looking at it now. It's fucking awful. (laughs) Why the hell would anything look like... Where does it have a nose... I don't think that knowing that this fish exists and religion are compatible. There's no way that a, like a creator would ever make this. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, you probably win. Stomp on its head. Um, what about yours, Nathan? What's yours? A wolf? 
you got to think a wolf would destroy a blobfish. <laughs> Definitely. And what's mine? A duck. A duck. So both aquatic, both aquatic animals. Now the, hmm. the blobfish could attack the duck from the deep. It's blind spot. The duck obviously would have its head out of the water a lot of the time. An unsuspecting duck yep. could be snuck upon by a dastardly blobfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I reckon the element of surprise could be in the blobfish's favour there. So I'm going to give it um, the win there. It would beat the duck. And I just encourage everyone at home to look up the blobfish, one of the most harrowing things on the internet. <laughs> Really awful. They shouldn't have bothered finding that thing, hey. Because <laughs> it's obviously right. like like thousands of leagues under the sea. It was hard to find that thing. Yeah, and then and they finally wouldn't get even there. know what it looks like. <laughs> Nothing knew that that existed. Nothing had ever seen that before. It's so dark down there, and somebody had to go find it, pick it up, <laughs> bring it up to the light of day that it was never meant to see. And then I had to look at it. So, all right. Anyway, thank you, Potiphar Scalbla, for bringing that to us. All right. All right. Only thing left to say is everyone follow us on Instagram. Also give uh, that fake Sponkus Reevesby account a follow. And if you do have any info, um, please write in. Um, goodbye. 